Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Nico Franks. We hope you're well and safe wherever you may be listening. In recent episodes of this podcast, we've heard all about the impact the shutdown on live action productions all over the world is having on the international TV business. But what about the programmes that's still being made despite COVID-19? Be it filming their own shows like Jamie Oliver has been doing on his mobile phone this week, to reality TV brands like Big Brother, where the contestants are arguably in the best place they could be to avoid picking up the coronavirus, some producers are finding a way to get new content onto our screens. One forthcoming ITV documentary is using innovative broadcast tech to film people across the UK while they're under lockdown. The film's contributors are being supplied with specially designed mobile phone rigs, allowing them to self-shoot, record and remotely get footage to edit teams. I caught up over Zoom with Tim Whitwell, creative director at the documentary's producer Shine TV, to find out how production is going. Yeah, we're right slap bang in the middle of it. So we're filming with around 50 people up and down the country who are on the front line of the fight against the virus. From doctors and nurses to delivery drivers. Um, We've got supermarket workers. We've got families who are isolating together. We've got people with severe health problems who've had operations cancelled. We've got volunteers who are going out and filming the homeless. We've got um, shop owners who are sort of battling to keep their businesses open. Obviously, as you know, this has affected every single part of British society, well, global society. And so what we're doing is we're making a film which is shot by the individuals themselves on their phones. So it has a real raw authenticity about it. And it's their story and they're telling it. Um, and we're using a thing called, well, we've grandly named it our mobile, um, our mobile rig, which is essentially um, an app called LiveView, which means that they download the app on their phone and they can upload the footage that they film during the day and during the evening. And then we download it on our server and then we send it out to our editors who are working remotely from home and they cut it. So we're making the first kind of documentary that's been made uh, without actually ever meeting the contributors, which is kind of weird. Um, but I guess in the days of social isolation, it sort of makes sense. But it's sort of exciting, really, because we've used this technology before. We used it on a program called The Heist, which was for Sky television and so the heist was uh basically people who were carrying out a huge robbery and they needed to do it um without being apprehended by the police so we couldn't film the robbers the thieves uh openly with a with a with a crew so we got the robbers and thieves to film themselves on their phones because obviously everyone's filming on their phones these days and it doesn't make you stand out and so that's where we used the live view technology it was something which one of our senior uh, execs tom hutchings pioneered he works at shine with us all and then obviously when this all broke out with the coronavirus and we we're looking at ways to carry on making programs without putting anyone in at risk or anyone in danger we immediately thought of using our mobile rig which will allow us to get to every corner of the country and film people or people to film themselves and get their stories um and and do it in a risk-free way so it's really exciting it's pretty cut, cutting edge um you know without wishing to sort of blow our own trumpet but i think shine are the only production company uh, doing this in Britain at the moment um, in, the, in the way that we're doing it with documentaries, if you see what I mean. And how did you find the participants? Was that all on social media? The participants, basically, there are lots of, because Shine make a lot of, you know, the island, Hunted, the Heist, MasterChef. So we have a lot of people that, you know, we, we stay in contact with. Um, so we use some social media stuff. 
Um, but there were um, there were other friends of friends who'd heard about stories. I mean, the thing is, this wasn't that hard to cast because everybody in the country is affected by it. So, you know, the stories are so thick on the ground out there that it wasn't that it wasn't that hard to cast it. But we, we do have the best casting team in the business headed up by Kay Green, uh, our casting exec. Uh, and Catherine Burke as well. They, you know, they've cast Race Across the World and Hunted and the Island, blah blah blah. So they really know what they're doing. But we we did cast it a lot more quickly than we cast other shows because of the wealth of stories out there. And you know, some of it's heartbreaking to be honest, but some of it's really encouraging and you know makes you feel happy to be alive. So um, there's a care home down in Cardiff um, called Dufferin Frood uh, Manor, Dufferin Frood Manor. And they are, all the care workers down there have agreed to live in with the residents until the coronavirus um, pandemic is over. So they've left their homes and their families and gone to live with the elderly residents because they obviously don't want to keep coming and going from the home because they might infect them. Um, so that's just an amazing story. And they're filming all of that on their phones for us. So, you know, it's that kind of thing, really incredible. There's a, we've got, um, a couple down in, uh, in, in Dawlish Warren in Devon, who, um, you know, their shop um, is a local shop. Uh, it's a business called Gerald's that's been going for 17, 18 years. Their main business is in the spring and the summer with the campsites, with the De Devon campsites. And of course, they're all closed. So they're now facing uphill struggle to keep their corner, corner shop business going. Um, you know, so it's, everybody's affected. I'm sure you're affected. I'm affected. You know, we're all affected. So it's it's it, no, it's it's pretty exciting. I say exciting, but you know, it's it's sort of devastating but exciting at the same time because we're able to tell these stories and get the get the bravery out there, which is you know, which is really important. And how did the conversation with the broadcaster? So it's with ITV. How did that come about? So I sent in a I just I sent in a a, a, a very quick treatment saying we can we can make a very fast turnaround documentary with Tom Giles at IT, ITV. We can do this very very quickly. Um, because we've got the mobile rig, we can get start getting the footage. And as soon as someone's cast, you know that we're getting the footage in from them, so we can cast them and film them in the same day. It's that quick. So that kind of technology is revolutionary, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think they we with Tom Giles, we just recently made a film for him called um, uh, Underwater Britain: Fighting the Floods, uh, which went out during the floods, and we 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 uh, we used some of this technology in that film. So. It was a very, you know, it was a, it was a very quick commission, really. It was right a treatment, and there, you, there you were. So, but then Tom does know us, and we've worked with him before. And so, in mm. terms of what else you're kind of planning, because obviously, this, so this is a one-off. Yeah, no, I mean, we, the, 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 look, we, the, 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 the big series like Hunted, we need to film. You know, we, we do film that conventionally with a lot of crew and self shooters, um, but we're looking at how we could adapt that. Um, and we, you know, we, we're pitching shows about, you know, we've got a show about a zoo that we've been pitching, which is basically all the keepers filming themselves while they're looking after the animals and self-isolation. So anywhere, any precinct that you've got where, uh, you know, people are sort of cut off from the outside world because they need to be like that, you know, like a hospital or something like that, you could use this, this technology to, to, to make it. So. Um, but obviously, it, it, you know, I'm not going to give you all the secrets of how it works because it's, it's technology which we're getting a lot of business out of at the moment. So, um, but it is, you know, it's exciting to be able to keep working at such a difficult time. And, um, you know, we've, we've had productions go down. Most of our productions have gone down. So it's not, it's not an easy 
world to be in, but we've got to keep going and sort of innovate to come up with other ways of uh, of getting um, you know getting the stories and the characters out there. Yeah, it's interesting seeing what programs are still able to be made. I was speaking to an animation company earlier, and they're they're they've made lots of changes, but they kind of work remotely anyway. So that's one area that's staying the same. But then, yeah, high end drama and most documentaries obviously have have had to stop. Yeah, the dra- the, the, the 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 drama thing's heartbreaking. Um, I was just speaking to a friend of mine five minutes ago, and she 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 basically runs an agency in Cardiff where. You know, she looks after DOPs and makeup artists and, you know, you know, she's got hundreds of people in her books. None of them are working. It's dreadful, dreadful. And are you making any kind of plans for when things do start to resemble normal normality yeah. again for a kind of mad rush of kind of, you know, commissions or things like that? Yeah, well, a lot of commissions we're speaking to, they, you know, they, they don't necessarily want things that we can make right away. They're wanting things that can be set up and ready to go uh, when restrictions ease. So, yeah, absolutely, we're doing that. Um, and what I'm finding, I'm sure this is probably the same for a lot of people in the industry, is that they want shows that are not just doom and gloom and gritty, you know, coronavirus-ridden, dark shows. They want stuff that's going to entertain, that's going to be lighter, that's going to you know, get a smile on people's faces. And I'm not surprised, really, because... You know, when you're dealing with so much terrible news, you know, hour in, hour out at the moment, and you can turn the television on and it's like another 600 people have died. It's awful. So, you know, when it comes to eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, you don't necessarily want to sit down. I mean, you know, it's terrible. We all know it's happening, but you don't necessarily want to sit down and watch even more of it, of it then. So we're getting the message that people want stuff that's just, you know, more entertaining and, uh, you know, factual comedy, you know, that's, that's big people are asking for a lot of that kind of stuff or you know access stuff which is which is celebratory and uh you know and interesting rather than you know they don't want they you know i think that, that they've got enough um you know of the dark side of documentaries that's that's been, that's been commissioned they're looking for stuff that's that feels a bit more enjoyable and entertaining in time and are you getting a sense that uh people are exploring things like the live streaming apps like twitch or um you know youtube live there was like you know there's um what's his name the the guy doing the pe lessons every morning yeah joe 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 yeah joe Wicks. Um, yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah so that's definitely that's being that's being um that's definitely being explored and uh you know there's just a new different way of making tv good luck to him he's done a brilliant job you know he doesn't need channel 4 or the bbc to reach into millions of people's homes you know, he's, he's doing it himself and going his own way. And I think that's, that's fantastic. We're definitely looking at that and thinking about how we can innovate in the same way that he's doing, doing that kind of stuff. So what, you know, I think um, we all take our hats off to him, you know, um, and uh, he's a very, very clever man. And yeah, he's reached into the, into the heart of, of, of every home around the country. I don't think I know many families that, you know, near me that aren't doing that. You know, he's the green goddess of the, uh, of the tw- 21st century, isn't he? <laughs> Does a very nice hair. Um, yeah. What about, so I guess, yeah, there, there is all this talent, you know, be it, you know, fact people front who would previously front factual programs or, you know, drama musicians, they're all sat at home, aren't they? With yeah. time on their hands. So that's a yeah. possible way to tap into that. Yeah, definitely. We're pitching a load of celebrity fronted shows. And, you know, when we're talking to agents, they, they're biting our hands off. So, because nobody's got any work so I mean it's awful isn't it 
you know, to say that you've got the pick of the best kind of people, but no one's working and we, we have. So I, I don't get the sense that commissioners are panicking, put it that way. I think that they're, that, that, you know, they, they are, obviously a lot of shows have, 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 have dropped off a cliff, but, um, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, especially in the TV industry. So, you know, they're, they're looking at other ways to sort of fill those black holes that are opening up. But, you know, drama is bad. You know, can't deny that. That's absolutely, it's just absolutely awful. And finally, when can people in the UK uh, see coronavirus isolation and me? Yeah, the TX date is going to be 21st of April, at 8 o'clock on ITV. And now for something completely different, animated children's series, the producers of which tend to be accustomed to remote working thanks to the ways animation is produced across borders in studios around the world. I spoke to Guillaume Halloin, co-founder and president at Teamto in France, about how the company continues to produce series such as Presto School of Magic for MCs and Canal Plus, as well as season five of the animated hit PJ Masks for E1, despite the coronavirus. Since uh, two weeks now, we managed to have uh, close to 300 people uh, working from home. Um, and we could do that in a uh, two-day turnaround, which was uh, a big challenge for the technical team. But uh, hopefully we had uh, anticipated uh, that uh, this could happen. So this is why we, we could achieve uh, such an endeavor in uh, such a short time. Short term, that sounds great that the wheels are able to keep turning on a lot of animation in France and around the world. Um, are you preparing for any kind of in the midterm as a result of the crisis, um, any disruption, be it in terms of kind of orders from broadcasters, things like that? Or do you think they could potentially start commissioning more animation? We, we already noticed that uh, the demand for animated content, that was already very high. Uh, it's a very bubbling market. Uh, but uh, since, since two weeks, uh, it has even uh, increased because lots of live shows were cancelled. Uh, so they won't be delivered. So they need to fill um, the, the, the slots. So, uh, the catalogs are, are uh, coming very hot these days, and that's good because we have we have rights to sell, to sell. So so it's it's okay, um, and uh, also uh, I was in Los Angeles three weeks ago, just before they closed <laughs> the airport, uh, and. Um, I met with various people and they all have, uh, when we speak with uh, players, like big players, they don't talk about one show or two shows or three shows. They, they talk about 12 shows, 20 shows, 30 shows. So I've never had those kind of discussion before. Uh, Definitely, uh, there's a big battle uh, uh, happening at the moment between the platforms, and uh, so they need they need bullets. Basically, they need 
you know, they need content, they need content that they own exclusively. So they are all starting um, to launch uh, the production of, of many, many series. And uh, the demand is, is very high and, and uh, there's not so many studios which are able to deliver that type of content at the level of quality and, you know, securing the, the schedule and, and the budget. So it's it's a very very good opportunity for studios who have uh, proven track records, and uh, we are definitely uh, one of them. So uh, we expect having um, uh, a, a very busy uh, 2020, 2021, and 22 uh, years. That's that's for sure. But we were prepared to that. This is why we want to have a, a new studio in Paris. We're also expanding the studio in Valence. This is to accommodate uh, the, the demand that we know is, is, is really public. Have you noticed, it might be too soon for this, but an emphasis on more educational content because broadcasters are aware they're having to kind of fill a bit of a, fill the um, shoes of a, of what a school or a teacher might have previously done. Is there, do you think there might be a shift towards animation companies having to produce more, you know, well, edutainment is one of the words that gets used. There, might be. there might be because um, I've seen, um, I have three, three kids, but they are older, but the, the last one is still at college. So I get some, uh, um, uh, yeah, emails from the from the college to give us, you know, advices and, and all that. And one of them was um, a list of TV shows um, that are um, considered by the school to be uh, well done and uh, well documented and have giving. Uh, uh, interesting uh, takes on subjects uh, that the kids uh, could benefit if if they watch it. So, and it's the first time I've I've read that type of uh, of uh, advice from the school. So I think schools have understood uh, that uh, <clears throat> they need to have their uh, courses online. Uh, so for sure they will uh, uh, they, <clears throat> they will develop that in the future just in case uh, there's another uh, pandemic. Also, they will probably include uh, TV content in the cultural material that the kids have to ingest. And uh, it's not only books, or it's not only films, or theater plays, or whatever. The TV comes uh, as as a special medium that they they need to investigate as well. That's all for today's show. Remember, if you'd like to share your story of coping with COVID-19 with the international TV industry, please email us using the address press at c21media.net, and one of our journalists will get back to you. There'll be more from the podcast next week, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest industry developments by following C21 online, on mobile and on social media.
Thanks for listening. <laughs>